introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. Let's do it. Rolls out to the right. Five seconds to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the 11, but now he oh, look at this! To oh, Mo Williams! Touchdown! You gotta be kidding draft is done and day one feels like a really long time ago but uh there were some takes that popped up after day one that i just needed to get y'all in here to talk about because uh going into this draft if you said something like this to me i would have told you you were crazy yeah who said this who was it that said it it's uh it came out daniel jeremiah said it oh that's right yeah bonus vikings upgraded wide receivers so like we'll just read the little blurb here, and then I want to get your takes on it. So the Minnesota Vikings taking LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson with 22nd overall pick was the best value of the first round. He's perfect for Gary Kubiak's offensive system, and he'll end up catching a zillion balls from Minnesota. He's so dependable, so reliable, and will always be where he's supposed to be. He's going to get open. He catches everything and will be really good in the red zone. And this is the line. I wouldn't be surprised if we look back after next season and say the Vikings upgraded over Stefan Diggs. Follow Daniel Jeremiah on Twitter at move the sticks. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's old. and I know that, you know, here in the Clam the pocket family, we hold Stefan Diggs in very, very high regard. The NFL does too. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, and clearly the NFL does as well. So I needed to get your thoughts on this because it seems crazy, but I just wanted to to, to back up just a little bit and maybe just get your thoughts. Miles, you can start us off here. <laughs> you yeah. think of Stefan Diggs, the prospect, versus like Justin Jefferson, the prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they stack up? Obviously, we know what Stefan Diggs is now, but like with what Jefferson's bringing to the table, is this such a crazy thing that Daniel Jeremiah is saying? Well, if we're talking about, if we're comparing them as prospects, yes, Jefferson is the better prospect. He had more production in two years than Diggs had in three. He's not off. He wasn't off injured in college like Diggs was. He didn't have a lacerated kidney. He didn't have all these injuries come out of college. Um, Jefferson also wasn't a five-star recruit coming out either. Um, He has um, really good bloodlines, um, just like Diggs does, uh, that we saw. But at the same time, we know that Diggs was the top-rated wide receiver coming out of his high school class, I think it was, or one of the top. Uh, Jefferson was a two or three star receiver. I think, um, he signed with the, with LSU very late. Um, so I think it's one of those situations where coming out of high school, they're different players, but, um, coming out of college, uh, Jefferson became the more prolific player, obviously played with a better team, better quarterback than Diggs ever did in college, um, and a better offensive system. Uh, but I think, uh, the biggest thing is Jefferson probably is a little bit more polished than Diggs was coming out in the sense that I think. Uh, Jefferson has a little bit more nuance, uh, and he, I think he can beat press coverage come out of college a little bit better than Diggs could. I think that was probably the biggest knock on Diggs outside of the injuries was the fact that he, um, he struggled against press early on in his, in his career in the NFL, and we obviously saw that um, when he started getting more attention as a rookie, um, that that was a big issue, big issue for him. He obviously learned to, <laughs> to deal with that, became an elite receiver uh, very quickly. Um, but I think if we're talking about rookie Diggs and rookie Jefferson, you might be able to see a similar type of production. Uh, you might have a guy that comes in and, and can win in, um, in a lot of those areas that Diggs could as a rookie. Hearing Daniel Jeremiah say that um, he's going to catch a gazillion balls 
in a Gary Kubiak offense when Diggs couldn't even do that is a crazy thing for me to think about, though. Diggs saw less than 100 targets last this last season. Obviously, Gary Kubiak wasn't the offensive coordinator, but he was the it was his offense. Uh, they're running a lot of those same plays, doing a lot of that same um, verbiage and uh, formations and style of play. Um, so I'm curious to see what how that goes. I mean, maybe down the road, um, Jefferson's seen a lot of targets, um, but Diggs didn't even see 100 targets, and Diggs is a top 10 wide receiver right now. So how is Jefferson going to see a gazillion passes in the same offense? That, that's just crazy to me. Um, not that if they do it, great. I mean, I think featuring the wide receivers is the best approach for this offense. Um, you have Adam Thielen, who's an elite receiver, and proven that he can be a, a dynamic receiver. Um, and obviously, Justin, Justin Jefferson's a really good um, prospect who showed that he's he probably shouldn't even been available at 22, um, but he was. And he kind of fell in the Vikings' lap, hearing that the Vikings were trying to trade up to go get him. Probably wanted to get ahead of the Eagles, based off of where the um, they thought who they thought the Eagles were going to take. Um, they didn't take him. They took Jalen Rager, which just made it even easier. Let um, let Jefferson fall into the Vikings lap at 22. Um, but I, I am just curious to see how that plays out. I think in the long term, I think it's really hard to expect Je- Justin Jefferson to be a better player than Stephon Diggs. Cause that's a, that's a hard feat to, to accomplish that, that level of play. But I think at the same time as rookies, if, if he has that style of, and that type of production, I wouldn't be surprised at all because Jefferson is a really good, um, a really good prospect. Yeah, and it's an interesting thing. Like when you go and you look at like Justin Jefferson versus Stefan Diggs on a place like playerprofiler.com, uh, Justin Jefferson is obviously more slightly, he's a bit mm-hmm. more athletic than, than Stefan Diggs. Like yeah. speed wise, they're similar, but he's, you know, he, he's a, a bigger guy. So that, that means, you know, he's a more athletic player overall. Um, and he has better jumps. So he has, you know, a better catch radius, all those things that you like to see. But Stefan Diggs, uh, when you look at some of the other metrics that, you know, I know that analytics folks do like, his, you know, college dominator rating, share of targets, breakout age, all mm-hmm. those things that tend to translate to, to someone being good. You know, if you're good, you're going to break out earlier. You know, the younger you get to the league, it usually is an indication that you're, you know, a phenom um, at a at university or college. Stefan Diggs has all those things in, in his favor. But as Miles said, Stefan Diggs also came with a litany of, of injuries on his profile, which that and going to Maryland didn't do any favors to his draft stock when he was right. coming out. But um, we know what he's turned into. Prince, Miles, you know, laid it out, and Miles being Miles, uh, was, was, was somewhat diplomatic about how he laid it out. Prince, I want to get your thoughts on it now. Uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, pick 22. Everyone, all of us, ecstatic about this pick. Is it crazy to think that Justin Jefferson is going to make us forget Stefan Diggs, forget what we had, and we'll be able to come in the way they use him and – yeah, make Stefan Diggs a, a distant memory for Vikings fans. Uh, yes, I do think it's crazy. And that's not anything against um, Justin Jefferson at all. But I think Stefan Diggs was, is, was and is one of our most dynamic wide receiver that we had probably since, you know, a guy like Percy Harvin and even before that, Randy Moss. Um, and knowing that we had, uh, you know, several years out of this guy, you know, five, six years, I believe, out of Stefan Diggs, it was – um, and then obviously getting the, the, the Minneapolis miracle. I mean, he meant a lot to this organization. He was one of the faces of the organization. He was leadership on that, that team. Um, and Justin Jefferson can still perform at a high level. Um, but I don't know if that necessarily means that that's going to translate to what he was for the organization. 
Um, and if anything, it makes you wonder that, um, yes, he fell to, fell to our lap at 22. I'm wondering if he could have fell, fell to our lap at 25, thinking that you could have had two guys on the roster um, that were like that guy. Um, makes you wonder what this team could have been with a, a Justin Jefferson and a Stephon Diggs. So um, I, guess, I just wanted to hop in because I get what you're saying in terms of Stefan Diggs, Minneapolis Miracle, obviously that's a, a huge moment for the team. So, yeah, it's unfair to, to hold Jefferson to, to that sort of stature, like that he's going to come in and have one of the defining kind of franchise-type moments. But, you know, Flip, our boy Flip, Flip Mozzie, he said when he kind of reads that, he thinks about it more from a usage perspective. Like, let's say they put Justin Jefferson in the slot and they feed him the way or they feature him the way that they featured Adam Thielen in the past. Is it crazy to think that, like Miles just said, Diggs was not getting the targets that his talent said he should be getting. But if they do move Justin Jefferson into that slot role, is it crazy to think that he can come in and produce at a level that makes us think that maybe, he, you know, who stuff stuff on who? He comes so, in, yeah. puts up more, more yards, maybe more touchdowns, gets more targets. Like, is it a crazy thing to think that he could come in, be used in such a way, based on the skill set that he's shown, that could make us feel like he is a great one-for-one type replacement for Stefan Diggs. Yeah, this, this, that was kind of where I was trying to get at. I think the nuance of this conversation is we constantly want, I mean, obviously we talk about replacement value, but we constantly want this player to equal or greater than this player once they're gone. You know, obviously, like, years past, when we lost Randy Moss, we wanted Troy Williamson to be that guy to quote unquote make us forget about uh, Randy Moss, right? Uh, whereas it's, I think I want Justin Jefferson to be looked at as a guy who um, who could come in, be very very productive, um, but that that is going to be how we think about him. We're not going to be thinking about him as a guy to quote unquote forget our ex, but more as a guy who can contribute to what this team does moving forward in the future, you know? Wait, so you're, gonna, you're telling me Prince that you're not going to treat Je- Justin Jefferson like, like we've treated the quarterbacks after Teddy Bridgewater. You're going to tell me you're going to do that. I, what, what was your question? You're not going to treat Justin Jefferson. Like we've treated all the quarterbacks after Teddy Bridgewater. Are you, you're not going to do that. You're asking if I'm going to, that they're not going to stack up to the, to the guy that, I, I'm a, I'm a Stephon Diggs stand. So like, no matter what, Stephon Diggs is we. I'm, it's not even no matter what, but like he's been an elite player. He's my fi- he was my favorite player in the team. Um, but at the same time, I'm gonna try to have a perspective like what we're talking about. So okay, I, sure I, 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 I better understand. I guess I'll, I'll put it this way: when we drafted Dalvin Cook, um, I didn't necessarily look at him as the same way that I looked at Adrian Peterson. Um, I looked at them as like two very separate players and they were going to do two very different things for our team. That's a good comparison. Um, I like that. That's um, good. Um, whereas like, I know like obviously with the Kirk Cousins, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, they, we wanted them to essentially be kind of the same thing. We wanted, we wanted them to elevate the players around them. We wanted them to be the leader for the team. Uh, we wanted them to make plays on third downs consistently. Um, so as far as those two, I'm more looking at this in the same way that, again, like I looked at Dalvin Cook and Adrian Pearson. Adrian Pearson was great. He was what he was. I never thought Dalvin Cook as a guy who was going to replace Adrian Peterson. I thought he was going to be the guy that he was brought in to do. Um, and that's the same way I look at Justin Jefferson. I think he's, he's being brought in for a very specific reason, and I'm happy about that reason. Um, I will still always love uh, 
uh, Stefan Diggs. I think he's a phenomenal player. Similarly, like uh, how I loved the way that Adrian Pearson did at the height of his prime or whatever. It was great to watch. But I know that Dalvin Cook is going to be a different kind of player. So I want, uh, I want, I don't need to compare those two because I think they're going to be something different in this offense. That's fair. So here's my, here, Jason, here's my question real quick. When we look at, you talked about the offense and like them moving Justin Jefferson into Adam Thielen's role. Then what does Adam Thielen's role become? Because, and it's not that Adam Thielen isn't a really good uh, downfield threat. We saw, what was it? 2016. He was probably one of the better deep threats in the league. Um, then they've kind of, they, they moved him and Diggs around quite a bit. So then Thielen started moving into the primary slot role while Diggs played on the outside. Obviously this last season, Diggs was the primary deep threat, which I think meant that he saw less targets because he was the guy that produced the, the, the most explosive plays. Um, to me, at this stage in Adam Thielen's career, I'd have a hard time seeing him be, as like the primary deep threat and this running those same style of routes that Diggs ran. Not that he can't do it. I know he can do it, but as in terms of just like we talked about Diggs last year, his best usage probably, well, I dig it, it worked for Diggs because Diggs can run those routes. Diggs, I think Diggs is a little bit more of a dynamic playmaker than Thielen, and that's not even a slight against Thielen. Um, but I think Dick Thielen's best role was what he was being asked to do last season. That makes me wonder what the plan is for both of them because one of the guys, somebody's got to go deep and somebody's got to be the deep threat on this team. Um, Diggs was that guy. Jefferson can do it, but like like Thielen, it might be best suited for him to run that run those deep over routes, the deep, you know, um, the shorter routes, stuff like that, intermediate routes. But at the same time, it makes me – I did like Jefferson's 2018 tape where he played on the outside and he ran a, ran a lot of those a lot of those quick hitting routes, slants, posts. Um, so I'm curious to see what that looks like. Maybe they interchange him, let those both those guys kind of flip and flop. I don't know, but I am curious how that's going to look long term. Jefferson being the AT, AT role makes perfect sense. Uh, I think that's you know that's something him turning into the wide receiver one makes a lot of sense down the road. But right now, I just don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah, Miles with. Um... Hard, I'm hard pressed to say any of the the, the guys that, that we drafted later on or picked up in in you know unrestricted uh, free agency um, or undrafted free agency could step in and, and fill that role right away. But is there anyone maybe that we might be sleeping on on the roster who's maybe had some time to to marinate for a little bit and and develop that might be able to step into a deep threat type of role? No, okay, all right. So no, there there isn't. All right. I I say that because <laughs> that's like. Like you look at a lot of the a lot of the receivers on the on this roster are very similar in style. BC Johnson, his a lot of the, his his skill set is similar to what they're asking Adam Phelan to do. Um, Tajay Sharp, his skill set is like that X that X receiver role, but and that also that Phelan role. Like he his style is that like short to intermediate game um, and contested catches. Justin Jefferson, the way he was played at LSU in 2019 was the the slot receiver contested catches. He did he did win downfield in that role, just like Thielen has in his current role. Uh, but they don't have that guy, that guy that you consider like that true burner, that guy that's going to be your, that deep threat that's going to stretch the field vertically on a consistent basis, the way that Diggs did. Um, I wonder if they're going to ask Jefferson to do that early on or not. Um, Cause I think he can do some of those things. Uh, but I am curious to kind of see as a rookie, that might be a little bit more tough for him. So I'm curious to see what that looks like. And, and to that point, Miles, this was mostly the reason why I was wanting to really to double-dip high. I'm glad that they double-dip high at cornerback, right? Um, I either wanted one of those two positions to be double-dipped high because I think 
you solve one problem and I think you could figure out the other of uh, the other issue. Um, but that's why I was looking for like a guy like a KJ Hamler, someone who could get further down the field. And then obviously with him and Jefferson and uh, Thielen, you really have guys who are stretching the fields at all, uh, you know, at all uh, lengths and whatnot. Um, I, I don't know if you have that guy on the roster right now. So that might be a guy that you address again next off season or whatever the case is. But I, I think you've started to start to build, um, you know, build an, an offensive roster that you can, that can be more viable and sustainable over the next couple of years. And yeah. I think they've, they've taken the steps to do that. Well, and with them running two tight end sets a lot more often with Irv and Rudy, yeah. um, both Thielen, Thielen and Jefferson are both going to play off the ball. They're not going to as more often than, um, than a lot of teams, just because then both the tight ends are on the line of scrimmage. So both those guys can move around a little bit more. So exactly. that, that probably will help speed up Justin Jefferson's abilities as a rookie, just because he won't have to be on the line of scrimmage as often and pressed. Uh, so he can get some free releases and such. So that, that'll be good for them with the play action that they run. And, the, and maybe they sprinkle in some more RPO type action, kind of like for the 49ers do. Um, but I think, I, th- I think that could be the best approach with, the Vi- with what the Vikings do with Jefferson. That those free releases are going to help him a lot early on as a rookie. Yeah, I agree, and I think I think also with his you know contested catch ability. Right. Um, I know that I know that Kirk doesn't like throwing those balls, but knowing that, um, you know, kind of like when Stephon Diggs found Diggs early, uh, I mean Teddy Bridgewater found Stephon Diggs early. Um, one of the things you found is he started to trust him because he could consistently win all those contested contested catches. And as a rookie, it's going to be a great asset for well, him. Well, Diggs, Diggs was round people up as a rookie, so right, exactly. I mean, as, right. if, Je- if, if Jefferson's going to do that too, then I mean, yeah. Kirk's going to throw him the ball. I mean. We know we know within this offense, uh, one thing Kirk's really good at is just throwing to the one, the first read or the guy that's in his his primary read if they're open. And so I think getting a guy like Jefferson to to help help replace Diggs is is good for that. In, in the fact that Justin Jefferson is good at creating separation, so you want guys in this offense to help create quick separation and and be able to catch the ball away from their body. And Jeff, Jefferson fits that to a T. So his fit in this offense is a perfect one. Um, with what they like to do and how they like to um, run this offense with their, with Kirk Cousins. So I think it's a great fit for what they needed in, in terms of trying to help replace Diggs. And to be honest, I'm pleasantly surprised that they drafted a wide receiver in the first round. Um, but I, I also did mention, too, that with Rick Spielman mentioned the other day before the draft that their intention was not to trade Stephon Diggs, and I fully believe that. They didn't want to trade Stephon Diggs. They, it was kind of forced in their hand to trade him, and they did. Um, so to me, them them moving on and from Stephon Diggs, but then replacing him quickly in the first round, uh, rather than waiting in the draft, because Jefferson was that type of player that they really wanted to help fill that role. Uh, it means a lot more to me than I think. Not mean like in terms of like what I expected. Um, I'm just pleasantly surprised that they weren't like, oh, we don't need to draft a receiver early. We can wait a little bit. Um, no, they were like, we need to make sure we address this quickly and get it solved because we know that this is a playmaker that we had that we need in this offense. And that, and that, that to that point, uh, Miles, I think that, um, I think we start, I think we look at uh, the move of trading stuff on like a little bit different. If some, a guy like Justin Jefferson doesn't fall to our lap, right. You know, if we are, uh, in 100%, stuff, 100%. Maybe, maybe we take a corner, maybe we take an, a, a tackle or something. And, you know, maybe that sec. I would say Justin Jeff- Jefferson was on that. He was on that cusp of that first tier. But uh, mm-hmm. just at the very top of that second, he was the, definitely at the top of that second tier, right? 
And I, again, if you fall to like maybe that middle or that bottom, um, that bottom half of that second tier, you know, maybe when we're having different conversations, oh, was it smart for the Vikings to, to let him go? Because maybe we're still looking for another guy next year to, to fill that position. But I think the fact that, honestly, it, it's kind of luck, right? And to, to Spielman's credit, he allowed the, the board to fall to him. Um, and it, it paid off. Now, I think we have a different, like I said, we think we have a different conversation if that doesn't happen. But the fact that we can even have this conversation about can Jefferson, you know, fill that Stephon Diggs role, I think it's to Spielman's credit. Well, and also hearing that they were looking to try to trade up to get Jefferson because they wanted to get him in front of the Eagles. I think that just says a lot about how high they had him. Obviously, we heard noise before the draft that uh, Austin Jackson from the, the tackle from USC was the guy that they were there liked. And I'm sure that they might have taken him at 22 if he was there. Uh, we don't know. Um, and then, obviously, A.J. Terrell was another name that we heard that both guys went in the top 20. So I think if you kind of look at the range of players on their board that they probably had, Jackson, Terrell, Jefferson, they're all probably right there. And one of those three fell. And they got, to me, the most important one. Well, I, I mean, I think Jackson would have been important too, but they were able to get Ezra Cleveland in the second. So, therefore, I think they're able to fill all three of the, the major needs with their first three picks. and then. You add on Cameron Dantzler in the, in the third round. I think that just made the the draft picks the the draft in the first two days a home run, and then everything else that they did on on day three was just kind of like a bonus. And then you add in those eleven extra picks. That's right. just a major bonus. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm to to that point. I'm happiest about the wide receiver pick first, um, more so than really anything else that came came and got such a uh, I think a high caliber talent at the position. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, I think we nailed it. So just to get the final word from each of you here, quick hitter, Miles, uh, over, under. Actually, no, not over, under. I'll just ask you straight up. Does Justin Jefferson uh, outperform Stefan Diggs' 2019 in his rookie season? No. Oh, in his rookie season? Okay. That, that <laughs> At first I was like, whoa. whoa. Um, no, no, no. Like Stefan Diggs last year. Like, is he going to perform at a level that makes us forget about Stefan Diggs as a rookie? Like, if you're comparing production to production, because it it's a bold take from Daniel Jeremiah. So it is. It is. I, I think so. I look at it as like, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Miles, does 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 Justin Jefferson outperform Stefan Diggs in 2015? Uh yeah. I mean, I think he's probably he'll probably outperform that. Um, the he'll, he'll outperform, in my opinion, Stephon Diggs' rookie year, um, but I don't think he'll outperform Stephon Diggs' 2019 year. But he'll, he'll – my guess from what Jason's asking is he'll outperform expectations to the fact that it'll help ease that moving on from Stephon Diggs. So by this time next, next year, we're like, we have that extra receiver that we like um, that's a, that, that might be an, an ascending player into like a wide receiver one type of player. So that – Yes, I think in that in that case, in the, the yes, I think we will. Okay, Prince, how about you, man? I still say no, um, but I I don't think that's to the detriment of uh, Jefferson. I still think he's going to be a really great player. I kind of have the same feelings about Jefferson as I did with again the Dalvin Cook pick. Like I really liked Dalvin Cook coming out. Um, the fact that he was able to fall to our lap. I mean, you know, we traded up or whatever the case is, but uh, a player of that talent, um, getting him when where we got him. Um, I still think that. Uh, I'm not comparing the two, but I still think Jefferson's going to have a good season, even if he doesn't um, compare to 2019 days. Okay. Well, there it is. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Listeners, viewers, thanks for sticking with us. And yeah, we'll be back soon. Have a good one.